Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to part two of this episode of Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. The thing I was mentioning... Do you have any Bowie news? No, but I've got (laughs) some Beatles news. Okay. So I've read a book about Beatles and drugs and it's kind of interesting because there is a bit of... I don't think it... I'm just trying to think if there's a bit... I mean, there's a connection to Bowie in the sense that it talks about all the obvious stuff like cocaine in the 70s and how... And it also takes you to really... It makes you just realise how dark that was and all drinking and being violent. and So it's all terrible what they went through, particularly in the late 60s 70s but it's an interesting book it's called it i literally can't remember what it's called that's because you've taken too many drugs yes it could be so it's no. called it's got an obvious beatles line in it oh God, is it, uh, is it in the sky of diamonds no no it's it's beatles and drugs for some reason i've googled this as beatles and the drugs which is a bit <laughs> odd i don't know why i've done it's that. riding so high riding so high yeah which a ticket to ride yes. um, reference anyway there's joe godden who wrote that good yeah one. He really had quite a lot to choose from there. When he yeah, was thinking, I don't think it's an, it's an annoying reference. When he, when he was thinking, I must do a drug-based pun, yeah. and I'm going to base it... Well, it's not a pun. I'm going, to, I'm going to use a line from the Beatles, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's going to be the title of my drugs book, so yeah. it's going to be a druggy yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a lot you could have chosen. Yeah, and I'm not sure it's the best at all, although what would be? Um, 
Lucy in the you could just go for Lucy well, in the Sky with Diamonds and then just really bring out the LSD bit of it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah that's, don't, that's not better. No, that's definitely not better. That's yeah. the name of a song as the title. Yeah, but, that's not better. But you could go. I get high, which is yeah, I get high which could be, yeah. with a little help from my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, also a whole song. I don't think there are that many to choose from. I think because partly because they very rarely. I need a fix. I mean, yes. they rare, rarely mention. There's rarely an actual out and out drug reference in right. a Beatles song. There's lots of allusions to it. And, yeah. What? Hang on. The tomorrow never knows. What are the opening lyrics? Turn off your mind, relax, and float down the street. Well, that's, well, that's not from bad. The Tibetan Book of the Dead. It's not. Oh, even, is it? It's about meditation and it's oh. about death and turn off your mind yeah I mean it's definitely got a bit LSD yeah, definitely of course yeah. um, anyway it's called Riding So High thing is towards the very end there's a thing which I just had no and I can't the, here's the challenge I cannot find this on YouTube but I do have the lyrics to it basically there was an there was an anti-drugs album right in about 1980 I can't remember the name of it um, was it Just Say No no it wasn't but it Grange, very much the Grange Hill cast but it very much puts you in mind of that and Ringo Starr did a song for it, which is a spoken word song. Oh, great. Called You Know It Makes Sense, which okay, sounds you can find absolutely that. terrible. Have you heard it? Get this for a lot. No, but I've got the lyrics. Okay. The second verse, I suppose we've still got plenty of blue meanies. That's a, yeah. yeah. In fact, I think we've probably got more of those now than ever before. Yes, time passes so quickly, but too quickly for some. You know what I'm talking about. It's the heroin problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line. I can't actually find it anywhere. Yeah, it's in, it's weirdly hard to find do you try Spotify yeah but when I go on Spotify there's an album this is brilliant to listen to isn't it yeah. there's an album where it's not only a couple of the tracks are highlighted and it seems like right. you have to I don't know whether it's Ring, hang on, if I put in Ringo Starr yeah and right. it's called I mean how many you people... know it makes sense right is the name of the song what do you think is the number one Ringo Starr song Oh, on Spotify, yeah. it will be... It's not a Beatles song, you mean? No, no, yeah. Yeah, no he's solo. Uh, Photograph? Yeah. yeah. That's a great song. Very best of. Uh, appears on. That's where it should be, but it isn't. No, can't find it there. So we can't hear it. I really want so to hear got, it. And you're really, because the thing is, he's talking as he does it. It sounds amazing. Yeah. And he's just finished his drink and drugs. Hang on, there's a here that says you know it makes sense. But, okay. Yeah. Okay, what this is... Is it's a, a video game of a car. Video thing. game of a yeah, car. Yeah, that's where I ended up. Yeah, that's which weird. Is, which is Why out. is that there? I don't know. <laughs> because I suppose he somehow that's the title of the. Yeah, I tell you why. Ringo is somehow mentioned further on. Right. Uh, in down below that thing. Uh, we may never be able to hear it. That's how a can shame. that be true? One how of the most can... famous people in the world with a song, and it's not. But you don't know what the album is. Uh, no, I, I, in truth, I don't know what the album is, but I'm sure. It's about, it's it's obviously about nineteen. It's the heroin thing. They're all getting very. You don't silly. know anyone else who's on the album. Yeah, Paul McCartney has a song on it as well. Oh right, well, surely that's available. Uh, What's it called? I don't know. You, you haven't done your research for this bit of the podcast. <laughs> well, is it talked about in the book? Yes, but I don't have the book to hand. Okay, but I think it'd be quite easy to find if you go. Oh, I can't find it. I'll give you one other lyric. Yeah, as we think. So about the it. lyrics exist. The but lyrics not the song. exist. Uh, Where did you find the lyrics? On they're, they're, you can find them on um, just online. Hello, Ringo here. He says Ringo here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so want to hear it. You want to say yeah? In the sixties and seventies, we had psychedelic drugs, yeah. flower power, and caftans, and people wanted to be beautiful. But that was then. Today, some kids just want to escape altogether from life. Don't you believe in God? He's he's, he's pivoted there, hasn't he? Well, he's not just pivoted, but I think he's that trope which is about somehow taking acid and all that was all very innocent, but heroin was this terrible, and of course. Loads of people died, as we know, taking drugs in the Okay, 60s. I have a very big question to right. ask you. 
Right. Which is, when do you think this came out when? I feel like it was 1980 or 1981. Okay, so the last bit of it is, so come on, don't be stupid. If you put a hole in your arm, you might have a hole in your head. (laughs) Over to you, John. Can you hear me, John? Now, what I want to know is, was that written? Did it come out after John very much did have a hole in his head? It must have done. I don't believe it was the 70s. That's the weirdest thing ever, if that's true. And does it, it, I mean... mm. What does the line, you must have a hole in your head, over to you, John, can you hear me, John, mean? <laughs> if not, you got you actually do have a hole. You literally have a hole in your head, John. Well, I don't think he did have a hole in his head. I think he was shot in... Uh, honestly, I don't think he was shot in the head. But... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's still weird. It's really weird. It's really odd. Yeah. I, really, I think we really need to hear it. Well, I, I mean, suppose... The, the only thing we could possibly do, maybe, is get in contact with Ringo Starr. How would we go about... I, have a, I, I can tell you something about Ringo, mm. uh, who I've never met, but Frank, I think, had him on his show, on mm. his chat show. And Frank always liked the fact that apparently Ringo, when asked to do a selfie or an autograph or whatever, just waves and goes, no, you're all right, and <laughs> carries on. Wow, brilliant. Yeah, so, I can't so, do his voice, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You have to imagine it in the deep of a public yeah. accent. But yeah. You're all right. And they're like, well, I'm not all right, am I? Because I really wanted an autograph, presumably. But making it sound... But making it sound like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that it's... He's almost doing you a favour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, uh, well, yeah. yeah. It's sort of relent- part of Ringo's relentless upbeatness, maybe. Yeah. It's like, I'm I'm not going to do this for you. Yeah. I'm going to disappoint you. But you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He... he um Well, he was dark, went through a very dark period, and right. it's, it's worth reading the book. But Paul Weller, who I don't think has gone through... Yeah, dark period is he? I don't, I don't really he know. I think he just kept on writing songs. Is also someone that I was reminiscing with a friend who I think you know called Simon Delaney. You know Simon? Mm. Um, anyway, anyway, he's <laughs> having um, an awkward moment there because I'm not sure if I do. I thought he's a director. Do I know him? Um, well, I, I might, might do. Anyway, <laughs> he. Uh, we were talking about Paul Weller because I really like his. We talking about me? I'm saying no. yeah, we're a really close friend of David's. It, no, we didn't Simon mention you Delaney at all. That. If anything, it was one of the great things about the conversation. Okay. Your name didn't come up Just at surprised. all. surprised. I don't want to know why you think I know this We guy. were getting very worked up about uh, Paul Weller's just done this Barbican concert with his set all his music to strings, and I don't know if you've seen I that. Haven't seen uh, anyway, it's quite a big thing. And Simon, weirdly, on the night that this was going out, went out on Radio 2 on Sunday, just gone, he was very excited. And in his local pub, amazingly, yeah. Paul Weller was in there. Wow. Like beyond any, like what? I mean, I think maybe they, he knew that he lived in the area. Anyway, he's right. in the pub. Right. And says, thinking, fuck, and I've also got something I can talk to him about. I'm not going to stay there long. Yeah. But says, I really can't wait to hear your Barbican concert thing. This yeah. sounds really exciting. And Paul said, it went out earlier at seven o'clock. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> Which is really unfortunate, yeah. isn't it? And I think it's like it was like about seven forty-five. Like it was sort of happening, right? So it was. So, so he'd just was, gone to the pub. So he'd gone to. So worse, he'd gone to the pub. You know, obviously yeah. having tried to suggest you know, he was really this, looking forward. He doesn't to it. work at the pub, so he had a choice. No, and he'd weighed up I've his choice. Director, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and he had a choice, and he went to the pub rather yeah. than listen. Did he but, assume it was on later? I'd have to ask Simon, who is, you know, is a close friend of yours, isn't he? Mm. I wouldn't like to put words in his mouth, but I suppose it wasn't as important as going to the I pub with his family. I think Paul Weller had a kid at my kid's school. Okay. One of his kids He's went to my kid's school. Children, I think, yeah. yeah, but I'm not absolutely sure. I right. think I saw him in the playground once. Right. But it could have been just a bloke who looked like Paul Weller. Well, of which there are loads. Yeah. There are lo- I mean, a lot of people. And also, people. I mean, I know what that feels like because a lot of people think they've seen me. 
uh, and right. what they've seen, and they've is, seen is a dark-haired bloke with a beard and glasses. Right, right. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. One mm. of the stories I've, I have told many times, but I'll tell it again because I don't think I've told you. It, this was an extraordinary thing, is that I, I opened the Times one day, right, and uh, it said that I was a big Genesis and Peter Gabriel fan. That is true, mm. but that I'd been at a Peter Gabriel concert. Do you know this story? No, I don't think so. I'd been at a Peter Gabriel concert the night before, right, and had been really aggressive and drunk and picked a fight with a woman wow. in that front does of me. Sound like you. Yeah, and that I'd been thrown out. And this story was like in the diary page of the Times. Uh, so I called the Times and said, yeah, that's that's wrong. But what was slightly confusing about it is I had gone to that gig. In fact, I, yeah, I'd gone to that gig. So it was a bit weird that it was like, hard, and sort of made it harder to say it wasn't me. But the Times just said, no, no, we've got a number of witnesses who said <laughs> it was definitely you and you were completely out of order and you picked a fight and you had to be thrown out. Wow. And I called, sorry about the name drop, Richard Curtis, who I'd gone right. to the gig with right. and said, did I black out and behave really badly? I don't remember mm. drinking or anything. He said, no, 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 mm. you were just sat there quietly listening to mm. Gabriel the whole time. Mm. So eventually, a bigger name drop, I emailed Peter Gabriel, wow, who, good, who yeah. I know, and said to him, look, I'm sorry if I did create a lot of trouble, but I don't think I did. What Do you know anything about this? And he said, I'll dig into it. And he spoke to the security and whatever, and eventually it came out that it was Ian Brody. Right. That is amazing. That it, was wow. Ian, it was Ian Brody who had got a bit drunk. I did, to be fair, I have told this story. Yeah, and I phoned Ian. He did say, "Don't tell anyone." And <laughs> I did it. That, I talked about it all through my stand-up tour in 2013. <laughs> so I apologise for telling it again, again, brilliant. Ian. But what is amazing about that? The Times, by the way, printed an apology, but it was the most "We're taking the piss. We don't take this seriously." Apology possible, which I just don't think you do now, right? What? I think they'd be much more serious about it. Yes, they would. But then it was like, you know, fun. they thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. It was a case of mistaken identity. Whereas, in fact, the original thing, I just thought it was incredible. They could just print this and it's, it's not true. Yes. Um, but what I thought was more amazing was that they said three or four people had absolutely confirmed it was me. And then I think, like, well, I do look yeah. a bit like Ian. And then, as well, there's an association between me and Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's enough. That's yeah. enough for people to think. That's David Benioff, you know, do you drunk think, and disorderly. That's incredible. Do you think Peter Gabriel did actually get the number of the security to go and phone them? Or did he, when yeah, he says, I've still got it? the email somewhere. Right, but did he... He, he didn't quite take it seriously, fair enough. And he sent me quite a funny email where he said, you know, we've done a lot of Sherlock Holmesing, basically, and we've looked into it, and we think the culprit is this. And it was a picture. It was a picture of Ian. Wow. Yeah. From CCTV, you mean, or something? No, no, no. no. That would be even CCTV. better if he'd gone through the CCTV. No, That's just what a sort of general pitch he'd got off the internet <laughs> of Ian. Because I, I think part of what, what was funny about that, what I think was well-chosen funny from Peter Gabriel was that, was he sent a picture because the picture looks like me of right. Ian. You know? <laughs> I mean, in my show, I'm just doing my show now, uh, Fame Not the Musical, that I talked about this. Uh, I talked about all that, and then it tied in very nicely because then I was able to say right at the end of the show, and this ties in nicely with what this podcast has been about, that one of the things I worry about is the um, best known for thing after you're dead. Yes, yeah, uh, right, I think right. that, that I, when I die, well, yeah. that, that definitely the David just died today and blah, 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 mm. best known for his football anthem, Three mm. Lions. Mm. And the way I did it was when the, I had the newsreader talking about that in the sort of imaginary sketch with a picture of Ian Brody. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. Behind. Yeah. Uh, because I will forever. I mean, in terms of the nice woman we passed by, mm. I think if you showed her the video, she would just assume, oh, it's two brothers and, and yeah, Frank Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Because we do see, we do look quite similar. But 
this occurs to me all the time, particularly on tubes, which is hardly ever now. But what you've got to play with is two eyes, generally. Yeah. A nose. Yeah. And a mouth. Yeah. And all of those are quite simple, aren't they? Yeah. You can't take you can't make yeah. a nose ten foot long or make it twist around. <laughs> can you? <laughs> You're an elephant. Well, that's in a way my point. No, it's not my point. I'd be um, surprised if it's your point. Is that it has to be broadly... Imagine if your point was, unless you're an elephant, good night. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's why you never see an elephant on the tube. Yeah. Is they're all much of a muchness, noses and mouths yes. and eyes. Uh, you're making and, a point here, which I, which, which I think has yet, been made before, but it's still an amazing yet, thing. It's amazing you, with the... T- everybody looks different. Yes. It is, a, well, up to a point. Yeah, but, a t- but there's a tiny number of people who, like you and Ian Brody, I get it. Brody. Brody. Um, look, yeah. Well, if you're well known, that's similar. It, no, but well, like probably if I wasn't well known and I passed Ian Brody in the street or I was walking yeah. Ian Brody, no one would think oh, they no. look similar. It's because we're yeah. somewhere faintly in people's yes. minds already that they make the mistake. Yes, but actually, yes. If you just put us together and none of us were already right. slightly caricatured in people's yeah. minds as these Jewish-looking blokes with glasses yeah. and hairy faces, no, exactly. That, that, that you'd so see that we were quite different-looking people. It's incredible. Everybody looks. It is different. incredible. I've thought it often. What with, the hell is that, that about? That with the very tiny amount of difference yeah. that actually exists on a face, everyone. Yeah. We are able to tell everyone apart. And it's a very analog thing because I think we're used to this sort of digital information. You can have a million bits of information. You can change one of them, and yeah. you know, it's all, but this is, yeah, it's just very basic what yeah. God, who's behind it, right? God, yeah, yeah sorted it. Has had to play with. Yeah. I, th- almost- I believe at a very, very early stage, babies are able yeah. to tell the difference between a series of faces. It's like one of the first things they develop is like... But I'd say more remarkable than that, now you mention it, is that we can tell, tell the difference between babies' faces. That's which absolutely incredible. Less That's amazing. Really extraordinary. Because you really can tell different babies. Yeah. From- Oh, you could sort of almost say the same about the beginning and end of life. I mean, not dying people so much. Right. But I think that when I see myself and like people in general getting older, you notice that you seem to lose individuality of features and everyone starts to look right. like the same, you know, 50 plus something. That would be bad something. on your deathbed if they said, what are David and Tim doing in here? They just want to see if you look different <laughs> yeah. than the other people. That would be bad. Yeah. That but but bad. still, you can tell the difference. But you yeah. do, you know what I mean? You sort yeah. of homogenise. But especially, I think you think that. I think you especially think that with like pop stars and whatever who were very striking when they were young, and then they turn up on some documentary, right? And they just look they like look a bit rubbish. Well, they, what they look mm. like is what Morwenna calls my football team. She calls it fat dad seven sides, right? You right. Know, or you know, yeah, bloke across the playground looking a bit disappointed with yes. life. Yes. Everyone looks like that, even yeah. if when that person was young, they were yeah. effectively Mark Bolan. Yes. Mark Bolan's a good example. Obviously, he died when he was young. Yeah. So you have this image of him, but I am absolutely certain that Mark Bowler would, would, would have turned into, yeah. you know, someone who saw a documentary and thought, "Oh, yeah. blimey, what's happened to Mark Bowler?" <laughs> I think at the risk of physical violence, Paul Weller thing's interesting because there's a certain bloke who does look a bit disappointed with life, and yeah. it's not all people that wear Harringtons, but they often wear a Harrington, <laughs> right. and there's sometimes really new Harrington. You sort of think, I can see where <laughs> yeah. at one point they were amazing, you know, sort of they were a mod, and they, yeah. but they're, they're not anymore, no, and. They're quite overweight. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, I think if you it. completely adopt that uniform, you know, then that's probably. Going I kind of like that though. It's like so watching. It's like someone with a tattoo. That's an. Ang- it's like it tells you a story about them, doesn't it? That Jonathan Ross. I've dropped a lot of names during this. You really month, have. But he showed me this thing the other day. Jonathan's very interested, as you might expect, in kind of you know the uniforms of youth culture. And I think he's disappointed yeah. that they don't really exist anymore. Right. Like he really loves the fact that in the seventies and eighties, you know, there was a punk look or a. You know, yeah, mod look tribal or whatever thing, tribal yeah. thing yeah and he showed me this thing which he really likes which is 
Gay Byrne of yeah. the Late Late Show in Ireland yeah. doing a, and again, I can't do the accent. It's funny with the accent, but um, having four members of tribes on. Uh, and he has a punk, That's a goth, right. a mod, and some, some I can't remember what. New and Romantic or something? Or? New Romantic, yeah. Right. And actually, the New Romantic's hilarious and really funny yeah. and whatever. But the funniest bit is that um, he goes through each one, and each one's got very thinking ways about why they're like right. they are. But when he gets to the mod, who is, to some extent, just a well-dressed person <laughs> compared to the other, he says... Now, mods, they drive Lambrettas, don't they? They drive Lambrettas. And why don't they drive, uh, what's the other moped? Vespa. Yeah. Why don't they drive Vespas? Uh, And he's like expecting a really complicated (laughs) reason why this is symbolically important. And the guy says, they don't import Vespas to Dublin, (laughs) gay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. It's a very technical. Yeah. (laughs) I can highly recommend it. I'd like to say... It's it's a su- supply side problem, not a demand problem. Is <laughs> yeah. what you're dealing with there, gay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he was getting at. Despite, I mean, he's a good chat show host, gay, but he can't really go anywhere with that. They right. don't import vespers. <laughs> yeah. Now, why is that? Yeah. He could have gone. Yeah, that seems mad. Should we find it? Yeah, should we find it? Okay, yeah. well, let's find it. Do all mods ride vespers? Well, if you have the money, you ride a vespa, gay. Yeah. How much is a vespa running at now in cash? Well, they're all different prices. Well. Say, like, £1,400. £1,400. And then how much are you stung for insurance on that? £400. Yeah. What, what, what is the thing about Vespas? And, uh, I mean, specifically Vespas. There are other scooters on the market, but you all ride Vespas. Why that? Because you can't get a Lambretta in this country. Oh. <laughs> See, that's, that's lateral thinking. I never thought of that. I, I thought there was somebody still bringing in the old Lambrettas. That's, that's it. Well, now you. Be. So I got the wrong way around. It's Lambrettas that they don't supply. To he, goes a bit, he does go a bit further and says, I thought there was someone bringing in the old Lambrettas. He's never given that a thought. <laughs> He's never given that a thought. I'm sure there was a yeah. chap who used yeah. to import them. <laughs> shows how wrong you can be. Anyway, there we are. I've so we've, a... I think this might be one of our most not talking about David Bowie. I've got to say, we, we met. To, I mean, not only did we, yeah. the only time we really touched upon him, it wasn't about him. It was about George and Ellen Bowie, yes. the uh, Scottish DJs. I think that's okay. So, I think that's sort of, in some sense, not so much what he wanted, but he no. just wouldn't have a view on. No, he wouldn't I think care. He wouldn't have a view. I don't think he'd have cared. But I think as we've gone through a number of different subjects, I find myself gravitationally pulled back to the most extraordinary revelation of all, which yeah. is that. There was a moose yeah. in my moose. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's on this part. I don't know whether we're separating the podcast. So uh, hopefully, hopefully not. That's a big enough thing for people to not worry about which episode it was, because I no. imagine a lot of people are going to be writing and talking. Yeah. So there was a moose served in my moose. <laughs> within my moose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. on one level, it feels, as I've been thinking about it. Do you it, feel cheated? You know when Johnny well, Rotten says, yeah, have you ever I, felt you've been cheated? Yeah. Do you feel that? I think there's a bit in there, but I'm more amazed at the moment. It's more an adrenaline thing, (laughs) thinking that that's what happened. Yeah. And I think what's what I'm wrestling with and probably will do... There was no other bits of food inserted in your food. No, no, well, well, that's partly what I want to say, which is that over the coming days as I reflect on it, I feel like it's hugely metaphorical. I feel like it's an avenue that opens up in front of me. <laughs> right. And yet in some ways... In some ways it feels... it's like whether or not Lambrettas are, in, uh, are well, imported to Dublin in I, 1980. I thought, there was a fella, <laughs> I thought there was a fella putting moose in moose. Is that not... But, I thought you could get other forms of moose, <laughs> not just the Sainsbury's basics. It is incredibly hard. Gravy, you could do it with. I've actually done it. We put gravy in gravy. I've put gravy in gravy. But I think that's quite common, isn't it? 
But you know what? I haven't in the way that you did <laughs> No, but did you've it. used gravy yes, powder. Yes, but it's not the same because what I've done is made a little bit of jus. Yeah. Jus does count. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> that's pathetic. It's actually rubbish. pathetic. It's rubbish because I thought about doing a Jew pun and I decided not to bother. But you've gone for it. Jew doesn't Jew doesn't count. Jew doesn't count, yeah. And oh no, it's not, it's don't, isn't it? Jew so doesn't even Jew work. don't count, yeah. And I've taken a little bit of Jew. Yeah. A little bit of me and a little <laughs> bit of Jew. <laughs> and I'm a little bit rock and roll. No, hang on a minute. Jew's a little bit country. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> Didn't really work. <laughs> Didn't work at all. I think jus do- doesn't count. Yeah, as yeah, a pub. Left it. Yeah, a little bit of jus, and I've <laughs> and I've added a great big pot of you know Sainsbury's gravy. Made, to that. Taste the difference, gravy. Yeah, okay. That's the what so you that's did. The same thing, isn't no, it? No, because what I love about what you did is take seventy percent homemade yeah. and then give it a little booster. Yeah. underneath. Yeah, well, uh, with yeah. the shop-bought thing. There's almost a sort of homeopathic quality is what you've yes, done. I, yes, is, I've added a tiny yeah, amount. Yeah, wasn't, it wasn't a tiny amount. <laughs> it was two cups, two whole polystyrene, not polystyrene, two whole plastic cups. I was a bit worried. And yet it's I was a bit worried it. because I think that the Sainsbury's chocolate mousse is too sweet. Generally, when I eat them, I think it's too sweet. And I'd very carefully calibrated my mousse so that mm. it was like a perfect right. amount of sweetness. And I did worry for a second... Oh, this will make it too sweet, and I thought, "Fuck it, there's not enough mousse." Yeah, I've got to, I've got to add the emergency yeah. mousse. But it's almost like the worst of all. I can't be bothered to cook. I'm going to go, but you've done. I've bothered to cook, and I. Well, it was also quite. It was quite late in the day. Yeah. By the time I realised yeah. that that there was not enough mm. mousse with mm. my homemade mousse, mm. it was too late. And also, mm. I, I had spent nearly an hour and a half trying to repeak the egg whites. Yes, no, and it was. wasn't happening. It was, they were never going to repeat. Yeah, I I got some more egg whites. I gave up on those egg whites. Yeah. It, it was like the universe had said, "You fuck the yeah, whole yeah. egg yeah, yeah. thing. It's never going to happen for yeah. you now." And it's the only what thing you're going to have to do is put moose in moose. It's the only thing you can add moose to is moose without it being spotted. That's true. Is moose? Yeah, you can't really add moose to anything else. Chocolate sauce, uh, but then that no, sort of is moose. Is it? Yeah. I think if I was making a chocolate sauce, you like could add yeah. Sainsbury's moose to it. Yeah, I'd be fine. Do you yeah. know what Anthony Morrell Thompson taught me about making baked beans? No. Is this real? Oh, when you were yeah, on the food programme? Yeah. <laughs> the, food <and> the, <laughs> the food and the drink. The food and the drink. If you really heat up baked beans for quite a long time in yeah. a pan, don't burn them, but yeah. you reduce them yeah. and add some butter, yeah. you get this really... Do you? Thi- yeah, but you've got to cook it for like 10 minutes or something. It's interesting. <laughs> Should we just do a food programme? Because I have a whole thing, and it's different tin on tin. Right, whichever tin you open is different. Okay. That sometimes you open a tin of baked beans and there's far too much liquid, oh, and I okay. don't like yeah. far too much liquid. Yeah, yeah. And you do sometimes. I even go so far as chucking out too much liquid before I even start, rather yeah. than burning it off. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes you open it and it's exactly the right amount of liquid. Right. And so yeah. I think that affects Anthony Wild Thompson's life hack there. Well, no, because ultimately it will it will reduce. Yeah, but then down. you have to cook it for even longer if it if there's loads of. Yeah, but it's sort. not. It probably won't make that much difference. <laughs> but also. We need to keep a check on this thing. Yeah. I don't like it when there's far too much liquid. Okay. Obviously you don't. You've just said it's far too much. No, some people probably do like their liquid. Like like a lot yeah, of, a lot of sauce with their baked beans. Yeah. We're that not, is not we're... gonna say I like it with far too much liquid. Because you <laughs> don't. Would, no. They wouldn't well they wouldn't use you that. They wouldn't phrase. like it when there's far they too much. They wouldn't say liquid. I like it with far too much liquid. They'd, no. they'd just say I like it with a lot with of liquid. Exactly the right amount of liquid. I like it with a lot of liquid. I think they might be aware that it was a, a lot, lot of liquid. Yeah, I yeah. like 
but not fun. I like it swimming in the but tomato you say, sauce. Do you like chocolate mousse? And they say, I do. Well, I wouldn't want to eat too much. <laughs> Nobody would want to eat too much. Do you like chocolate mousse? Would you like to eat chocolate mousse so much that within a mousse there's another mousse? <laughs> what would they say to that? It can't be done. <laughs> Nobody's ever tried that. Philosophically impossible. Yeah, it was. By the way, I would say exactly the right amount of chocolate mousse. I thought it was a brilliant mousse. I, I, the the it, addition of the Sainsbury's yeah. mousse made the mousse yeah. exactly the right amount. Of it was perfect. Mousse. Yeah, and it and it and it really baffles me that that's what it takes to make a perfect mousse. <laughs> buying some chocolate, and a, buying some chocolate a mousse. mousse you haven't made stirred into it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, look, it's time to go. Yeah. I think it must be. Yeah. Uh, tune in. I, I like doing the podcast. I wouldn't want to do it too much. No. No, obviously not. Sorry, what are you saying that for? Is that that's a well, reference that's to, the, the thing again. to the too much? It's like, yeah. do you like do you like chocolate mousse? It's yeah, such a weirdo sometimes. You, do you like chocolate mousse? Yeah, but I couldn't eat too much of it. No, I couldn't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the biggest fan of chocolate mousse in the world couldn't eat, couldn't too, eat too, too much. much of wouldn't it. want yeah. to eat too much. Yeah. Because they'd point. say that was too much. Yeah. But people do say you can't have too much. X, Y, or Z, whatever it might be. You know, if someone well, wants to say they like something, yeah, if someone wants to say, I like Stalking yeah, Time for the Moon Boys, I, I can't listen to too many episodes of two Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. I can't listen to it enough. Is that the same thing? That's oh, a different uh, thing. No, that's the same thing. Well, because really, you can thing, yeah. listen to it enough. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, you can. can. You? Well, clearly, yeah. Because, yeah. like, there would come a time for everyone where, Definitely. say, 71 episodes. Back yeah, to back was right, enough. Right, right. For the moon boys. Yeah, yeah, everything ultimately is. There's no. Is there one? Yes, there is. There's one thing you can not have too much of. Going to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say is love. Because that, that is an ongoing situation. Yeah. yeah you, you you never really stop doing that until you're dead. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yes, yeah, so you can go. Breathing is the same thing. You can yes. never really have too much breathing. Well, maybe breathing's a thing. As long as you don't mean like hyperventilating. No, I don't mean hyperventilating. Yeah. yeah, you can't have too much of that. Yeah. yeah, you can't do, but but you can do too much breathing. That's yes, okay, so you can do too much breathing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everything apart. And you can from... do too much going to the toilet. That's diarrhea or. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you could piss yourself to de- to hide dehydration <laughs> to a husk. <laughs> <laughs> God, is that where we hope to end up? <laughs> we got to this stage. <laughs> Yes, you could. So, anyway, what point do you make? Um, I love David Bowie, and it's great <laughs> yeah. chatting about him. It is, it's really great. <laughs> See you next week, or not next week, about five months' time. <laughs> Good. Oh, dear. Yeah, there you go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.